And welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with your hosts, Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing the the bonus episode for Goblin. Um, We're pretty stoked to be done. We are, for many reasons. First of all, I mean, the ending was a a glorious and I mean, we had our feelings, we felt them, but it was so good. What a great gay drama. Do I still sound like a robot or an underwater you sound mermaid? Much better. You <gasps> are a mermaid. You always sound like a mermaid. But not right now. <laughs> <laughs> but not in a bad way. But not in a bad way. Okay, cool. Um I forget what, what we last said. Uh just that we loved goblins so much. Oh yeah, the standards are too high. We don't know how we're ever going to move on from Goblin. Maybe for our next one we should watch a really bad one to like just get our standards way back down like, and kind of as a joke. Yeah, like a palate cleanser. We can just yeah. <laughs> watch something that we can barely stand and then when we watch a new K-drama that is really good, but maybe not as good as Goblin, it will feel like the best K-drama ever. Yes, I think that's our only hope for the future. So, prepare yourselves, because next time we'll be watching... I don't know, I don't even have any bad ones, like, in my uh, K-drama holster that I can just whip out and make fun of. I'm a little afraid, because what if we trash a K-drama, and then someone says it's their favorite K-drama, and then we all have to leave. We have to shut down the <laughs> podcast. I feel like any K-drama could be that way, so that's really hard. Yeah. Cause I feel the only like- one I can think of is Boys Over Flowers, and that's only because I listened to the Korean drama podcast cover it, and it was so bad. Oh, man. I have not even ventured that direction, but people love it, right? People yeah. People are really into it. But it's so bad. Oh, man. I guess there's so many reasons people love K-dramas. If you're into actual, I guess, quality production, Goblin is the K-drama for you, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because but- I guess overall, like, I don't know. We've talked about this. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but now that we have the perspective of the whole K-drama in front of us, I guess I do kind of want to bring it back around for a final review on how we feel about Goblin, because I feel like we spent the first half of the K-drama just nailing it to the wall. Yeah. And... Then the last half, worshipping it as our new religion. Mm, It's unhealthy. Yeah, we obviously, we had a lot of different feelings. We felt just about every feeling there was to feel throughout the, the course of Goblin. And I guess now we should really pin down how we felt about it as a whole, I think. Oh, that feels impossible. 
because we watched it over such a long period that I feel like we watched the first half and then I went on vacation and then we watched the second half. So they feel like almost different shows because the first half I remember not liking so much. Yeah, we watched the first half, I think, just before my surgery, too. And... Wow, really? Yeah. That long ago? Yeah, so it was like a month before Thanksgiving. Okay, so I thought we had watched the first half like a month ago, but we watched it three months ago now? Three months, uh, almost four months. It's been almost four months since my surgery. Wow. No wonder I can't remember any of it. I'm like, uh, I remember disliking it, but I don't remember anything about it. It's the distant past. Wow. Yeah, we have, we spent, we watched Goblin in two different years. We started it in the 2017 and we ended it in the 2018. Wow. Um... That's a little behind the scenes that apparently I even needed because I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of time. It's been a lot of K-drama. It's been a lot of feelings. So I feel like at this point, my overall perspective would be mostly based on the last half of the show where I'm like, it's really high quality. It's got a great storyline. They tie everything up really well. And I just generally feel good about the show. I think that's a pretty good overall though. I, I think that overall it is incredibly well produced and I will never be able to get over even just their, like you said, how they tied things up, but also their little backstories that they used to tie things up. It really, mm -hmm. it it gave such a good, complete feeling to the show, I think. That said, I'm always going to be a little bitter that they decided to make the female lead a fetus. <laughs> Why does she have to be a little baby? I don't understand I feel really bad about it because everything else was flawless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'll just never understand it. So, and I'll never like it. Yep, it was a choice. They made it. Yeah, I think that's why we hated the first half of the show. Like, 90% of the reason we hated it, because it still had the production value. It still had great actors. Oh, there was... Also the fact that for a good portion of the show, Kim Shin was this very immature jerk. Yeah. I don't know why that was the way it was either. Like, it was just super hard to get behind him. And it was super hard to get behind her because you wanted her to go grow up before you even dealt I don't know why I'm saying you, before we even <laughs> dealt with how we felt about her, because it's hard to make judgments on a child. It's hard to feel bad about someone who is a child because you don't even know who they're going to be yet. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Um, so usually for the bonus episodes, you and I in the past have talked about just general 
ideas from the show and themes from the show that we wanted to tackle. And Goblin was really heavy. I don't, I think it would be a really dark bonus episode if we just talked about like religion and eternal life and death and grieving and And faded love and child brides (laughs) and child brides and mental health. So I wanted to change it up. And we've always talked about wanting this, these bonus episodes to kind of be about our listeners and listener comments and feedback and what you guys thought of the show. So, But you guys don't exist. <laughs> you guys don't exist yet. So we're going to kind of transition and do a little practice almost with comments from the websites that we watch these shows on so vicky and drama fever have comment sections about the show and see what other people thought of the show i love that and i am here for it yes and it will be uh, like having listeners which is going to be the best part so cute so much connection here yeah connecting with the people (laughs) connecting with the people that hopefully will someday listen to our show because I feel like they'd like it since they go in back and comment on all the favorite shows. I'm like, I never leave comments on my favorite shows. So if you love it this much, maybe you'd love it enough to listen to our podcast too. Yeah. So maybe someday, yeah, someone will listen to it and be like, I said that. And that'll be really, really cool. I hope you also enjoy listening to this because it would be cool to connect with you other K-drama lovers. Yes. Yes, if you hear your comment read on our show and you recognize it, because, I mean, people just have their usernames, so we don't really know their real names. But if you hear your comment, hit us up. Comment. Add us. Do whatever you can to let us know that we read your comment, and we'll send you a t-shirt. Because we will have those by the time we have listeners. Yes, the good old bus stop girl or boy or whatever inside joke you want to hop in on. (laughs) Whatever t-shirt you want, we'll send it to you. Yes. If you want a nice t-shirt from The Gap, we'll send it to you. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, let's jump into it. Awesome. So, Um, So what, did you have like a favorite comment you read? Yes, I do. It's right at the top of my list. I'm ready. I think I already told it to Raquel because I like to spoil the fun. But it's my favorite thing. Um, The comment is just, literally, it's so good, I had to rewatch it with my mom. Which is pretty cute and pure, and I like the use of literally... But then the username is what ties it all together because the username is sup bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, it's so perfectly juxtaposed. The purest comment, the best name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just glad they enjoyed Goblin. And Literally, it was so good. They rewatched it with their mom. That's pure. I want to rewatch Goblin with my mom, but my mom refuses to watch or read her television. 
She mm-hmm. just does not want to. And I guess I can understand that. I guess, I mean, you run into that a lot with people who don't like foreign films, right? Because it's a lot to handle when you have to pay attention to what's going on and read the subtitles. I've gotten to a point where it doesn't even phase me with K-dramas. Yeah. It's pretty I don't natural. It. Sometimes I forget that I don't understand Korean and I'll look away from my screen for a second. And then, I do that too! And then I'll wonder why I don't know what's going on. And then I'll be like, ooh, <laughs> you, I'm such a potato. I don't know Korean at all. I do not understand this language. Oh boy. But yeah, <laughs> I like. I feel like it's one of those things where probably my mom would derive a lot of enjoyment out of K-dramas if she could get into them. But she can't, and I'm so proud of this person who rewatched it with their mom. They're lucky. They're lucky they have each other. They're so lucky. It took me probably a year of telling my family how good Ip Man was for them to watch it. And then when they finally watched it, they watched the wrong Ip Man. Oh, I remember. And they hated it. (laughs) It was so bad. It was the worst movie I've ever seen because I had never watched it. It was just the only Ip Man on Netflix. It was like a weird... It wasn't even a sequel, was it? It was just... I think it might have been a prequel. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. It was a bad Ip Man. Just watch Ip Man, no colon, no anything else. Oh, I felt so bad. Because now they won't watch it. They hate watching movies that they have to read anyways, and it took so long. Of convincing them how good Ip Man was for them to watch it. And then they finally got a taste of it, and it was terrible, and the trust was broken. (laughs) The trust is gone! Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that was my story about trying to convince my family, including my mom, to read their television so they can watch K-dramas. I don't think they'll ever care. Yeah, I feel like your sister would love K-dramas. Like, actually, genuinely, for everything they are, love K-dramas. If she could get into them. Like, if she'd just crack it open. I don't know why she hasn't. I don't understand either, because I think possibly Annie would love them more than you and I love them, and we love them so much. Yes. She reads a new romance novel almost every day. Still, the past, like, seven years, she's done that. I'm like, how do you oh, how do you stay away from K-dramas? Yeah, it's almost the same thing that you consume. You could read a K-drama. You would literally have to. <laughs> it's almost the same. Just watch it. It, oh, it's just that first step, getting people to take the first step into K-drama land. I know. And I, think... I thought she would, since she's she's kind of planning on going to Korea next year. But oh. no, hasn't happened yet. Oh, so close. Maybe once she gets back from Korea, it will have sparked her interest enough. I'm praying. I'm praying, because anyone that can watch K-dramas with us and geek out over these silly over-the-top shows that's all i want oh it would be so beautiful i think it took you a while i mean i remember asking about k-dramas after a while 
Um, but I remember it was like probably a solid six months after I found out you watched them in the first place. And then I was like, hey, what's a great K-drama, M? And you recommended one, and then I was hooked. Yes. That's W for you, people. Yep, W got me. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I I love Shan K-dramas, but also... It- I don't know. It feels a little bit like one of those things that you geek out over that you don't want people to hate. So you just, you got to give it time before you tell people that you love K-dramas. Like, gauge their interest and their amount of judgment that they would have for you. Yeah, because you don't, you don't want to jump into that too early and then have them be put off by you as a person instead of trust your opinion. Yeah. Oh. I'm working on it. I'm working on converting all the people around me. Jason's the hardest egg to crack. Yeah, Jason will be your final and most epic conversion when it happens. Um, <laughs> I'm still working slowly but surely. It's fun uh, at my house because YouTube now does K-drama advertisements on my browser. So whenever Hello. my roommates watch anything on YouTube, they get a K-drama advertisement. And oh, that's so, good. So the internet is working with me to convert my roommates to watching K-dramas. It's a beautiful thing. That's the kind of teamwork that you need. Or it's working you against Google me. Google back you up. Yeah, or it's working against me in that everyone resents YouTube advertisements, and mm. that gets a little tricky. That gets a little bit. That's yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's the next comment? Let's see. This one I thought was interesting because they said I loved the two male leads. Because they're the funniest part and their humor is really dark, which is I, I completely agree with. But she said, I definitely thought the female lead was lacking. There was no reason for him to love her except for fate, and that was disappointing. Mm, okay. Um, I don't entirely... I don't disagree... Um... For a lot of reasons, but I think I think it sort of showed how he came to fall in love with her. It feels like she watched half the show. Yeah, because it's kind of later when the love becomes more authentic, because they sort of date, and... I don't know. She's... Once she's, like, out of high school... Things start to change for their relationship for the better. Yeah, it it really does. Everything changes, and you see how he appreciates her for like her hardworking attitude and how smart she is, and how positive she is. I guess she's pretty like mm-hmm. unfailingly positive. Um, I can't say unfailingly. Sometimes she was a real bummer, but. Um, <laughs> But she she always came back and she was, like, a, a really emotionally strong person for someone who, like, lost their mother and didn't really have a family 
and didn't have a whole lot going for them in their life. She still, like, worked hard to get what she wanted, and you see him realize those things? Yeah. And, I don't know, maybe I'm just projecting because over time I came to like Untak more and more as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, I just I do think that it, it showed a pretty good progression. Personally, I think it showed a pretty good progression of how he came to love her. But I do see what they mean. Like, I do. Because like you yeah. said, the first half, it doesn't make sense when he's first falling for her. And you're like, I, I don't get it, man. She's just a kid. Yeah, and I don't know. She, I think it's one of the very first episodes when they go to Canada together and she just says oh you're a goblin oh I love you I'm the goblin's bride it's it's like a weird it's cute and funny but it's very weird Yeah, and kind of shows that their relationship isn't normal and I feel like I don't know if you want to look deeper into that you're like yeah their relationship's kind of forced at the beginning yeah they don't really like each other they fight all the time yes oh that's that's really obnoxious yeah. but believable yeah i don't know good good comments good comments all around the next one is another just straight up funny one that made me laugh um and it's couldn't she have spoken to him right there in the office? Why go on the roof? No question marks. Barely punctuated. No capital <laughs> letters. But you know exactly what she's talking about and what she's feeling. I totally do, because I thought the same thing at that part. <laughs> oh my gosh, that fool. She's such a fool. She's such a fool. Oh. It was like a two-minute scene of one episode of this 16-episode, so-many-hours-long show. But you know exactly what this girl is talking about. Because it was the most frustrating moment of the entire show. Just, <laughs> just unbelievable. And she just continues to make mistakes and it's just frustrating because you know it's setting up a moment where she can like get saved and that in and of itself I can't entirely get on board with I don't mm -hmm. like when someone breaks I like I thought it was kind of out of character it was really reckless and she's not a super reckless person and somehow yeah. she just goes up on the roof. And I don't know. It's so, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it didn't have any transition to explain why they go on the roof. You just have to assume that he said, hey, let's not talk here. Let's talk on the highest point of this building. And she said, okay, I'll follow you. Sounds good. What could go wrong? Yeah, I, uh. It just didn't make sense, but they threw it in, transitionless, on the roof now. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought this comment was funny, because you know exactly what she's talking about when you read it. No punctuation or context needed. No. 
None of that. Um, the next one was pretty good. It's a positive review. We've got some positives and negatives mixed in here. Just overwhelmingly, the reviews for this show are positive. So I went probably 50 pages into the comments section and found a few negative comments here and there. But I didn't want this review show to just be the positive comments because that gets boring or just be the negative comments because we would say, yeah, we agree with that. And it would just be like ripping the best show ever made apart. Yeah, and I mean, as thematic as that would be as far as how we've been, I think it would overall send the wrong message. That we, exactly. that we didn't like it. Which is not true, no matter how often I do attempt to rip this K-drama apart. It's a perfect K-drama. It's so good. So, um, this so one's so this a good has, one. Yeah. This is, there's plenty of laughs in this awesome, well-balanced five-star show. In the best way possible, this is touching, very mystical, it's sweet and pure and full of meaning, and still funny. Love the characters' human qualities, their fears and pain, and their karmic ties to one another. The bromance is hilarious. The actors and director have done an amazing job. Bravo. I will be adding this one to my watch again list. Oh, that is so good. They touched on everything good about the show. They did. There were a couple of things that they said that I had never even thought to say. And as you were reading them aloud, I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> like the fact that it was touching and full of meaning. And it's kind of, I mean, it's a little out of left field, isn't it? Because I was trying, we have a guest in town. And I was trying to explain to him the other day what the latest K drama I had watched was, which was Goblin. And I was trying to give a quick synopsis, just a quick overview of the K-drama of, of Goblin. And it does not sound as touching and meaningful as it was <laughs> when you're just saying it's about a 900-year-old, 30-year-old who dates a 19-year-old who is a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm so glad that this person was able to, in such short order, talk about how funny it was and how the bromance was so spot on and everything yeah. you want out of a bromance out of two friends out of two guys being friends and also yeah it had its moments that were just so touching and it had so much more comedy than i feel like i could convey to someone while telling them about the plot because it's such a serious storyline but you're like, uh, it's very funny. It's a very funny show without being a comedy. Yeah, it's certainly not a comedy. I wouldn't even call it a dramedy. But for some reason, they always knew when to pepper in those little laughs so that we weren't choking on our tears. <laughs> and she finishes with the actors and director have done an amazing job, which I feel like we can't say enough. Oh my gosh, they were all phenomenal. I, I, They brought the best of every character out. I think of all the reviews that I went through, 
anyone who didn't give this a full five stars would say I had this little reason for like giving it four stars but of course the actors of course they got five stars from me they did an amazing job and I think across the board everyone who's watched this show has agreed on that yeah I can't imagine someone watching it and and reacting poorly to the acting I I wouldn't even know how to respond to that because <laughs> I'm on such a different level. It didn't yeah, it's they're so great. They did such they're a good so job. Great. And um Yeah, I it's kind of what we were talking about at the beginning with um the themes of like reincarnation, death, mm-hmm. eternal life, loneliness, uh sadness, mental health suicide um just like these incredibly heavy themes and to so spot on um present each theme so beautifully man they did such a good job and yeah still have the little moments where we can smile with the with the characters and and love them and care for them and want them to be friends forever oh um, that kind of ties in to this next comment, which I thought was really poignant and well said. Um, it's a little bit more serious, but they said, This drama is amazing. The way death, punishment, and forgiveness are portrayed is sensible and touching. I've lost a person very dear to me, and this helped me think through my grief. This is a drama worth watching more than once. The soundtrack is great, as well as the storyline and acting. A great drama. Oh, wow. I would have never thought that it could help someone deal with their grief. That's so amazing. Yeah. I I can't imagine being a part of a K-drama and being someone in the K-drama world, whether a writer or a director and an actor, and thinking, like, that my work could touch someone like this. I think that's everyone's dream as a creator is to be able to help someone through a tough time or help them embrace the good times, you know, to, to be able to emotionally reach out to someone who's embracing your art and I don't know, make them feel something is a creator's dream. And that they were able to do this for someone is just, Oh, it makes my heart warm. Yeah, it's almost overwhelming how lovely that is, and I I love that. I just love how much impact this show has had. Yeah. And I like that she touched on uh, the themes of punishment and forgiveness. Yes. Because um, I think... You said before the show that you wanted to talk about a scene that we didn't really go over. We kind of bashed on how the show approached suicide in a couple episodes back, and you wanted to kind of retract that with after watching the last few episodes. Yeah, because um, I, I think I mentioned in the very last episode that we did that we kind of forgot to even mention my favorite scene, and this really was my favorite scene, especially because I had caught on to the fact 
that um that he was being punished for like this great sin which they implied was taking his own life but i guess i wasn't thinking about it in the big picture and then they have this really beautiful scene where the grim reaper um is talking to the female grim reaper who we later found out that she played a hand in his past life and he uh in his suicide he kind of used her like she thought she was killing him but he knew all along and um she later killed herself which is how they became grim reapers and um it's just this really beautiful scene where he talks about forgiveness and how being a grim reaper isn't necessarily about being punished at all it's more about learning what a gift life is and kind of getting that second chance to understand and forgive yourself for whatever you've been carrying with you all this time. And it was so beautiful, the way it was presented. And I thought about how you and I had talked about suicide and how I had immediately been like, it's wrong to present it this way. And once again, as ever... It was jumping down the creator's throat before they had the chance to complete the thought, which is what we've done this whole time. <laughs> and, and we've always been wrong. And we've always been wrong. And it was just one more instance where we should have given them the chance to fully express that thought because it's really magnificent. And I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I just, that was really well said. Thank just you. Yeah, before we started the podcast, you had mentioned wanting to say that, and I felt it was important to talk about again, because the show wrapped it up so beautifully. Yeah, oh man, I this show, it has had so many like beautiful, meaningful moments that I never would have expected a K-drama to deliver. It's, it's, uh, um, that also ties into the next comment. You're doing great. Like, for not having read these comments yet, you keep doing a great little segue into oh, the next one. Killing it. I, I'm really liking how this segment is going. I really like <laughs> that how this bonus episode is going. We should be doing this. I can't wait till our listeners are actually writing in and we're responding to their comments. But until then, this is awesome, and you picked out the best questions. <laughs> They're not questions. Comments. Just comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when you do listen, in the future, please comment on our latest episode so we can do this with you, because it's super fun. Yes, I love this. Um, the next one said, I got sick watching it continuously and crying at the same time. Um, they said Gong Yu is so freaking handsome and brilliant acting by all the actors. So, of course, brilliant acting. Of course, Grim Reaper is the super handsome. So handsome. But just that continuous crying. We've talked about it so much. I'm so glad everyone else cried all the time watching this K-drama. 
it feels good. It's like that misery loves company, but it's not necessarily misery. You just want to know other people have been crying. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. And I, there were times when uh, watching it, I really was just choking on sobs, which is so messed up. Like, I don't know if I should admit that on the podcast, but uh, when you and I watched the last episode and we fell apart... Oh, we should not have watched that together. We, I hope everybody else has the opportunity to watch it in a closed, dark room with nobody around. Because Cause watching it together, it, it felt nice and like a connecting moment. And I feel like Raquel and I's friendship can withstand those tears. But it was, it was low-key embarrassing yeah. how sad we were anyone else like if jason had been there for that was he in the next room i don't think so oh thank god um because if it had (laughs) been anyone else like if jason had heard that or seen that like he has to keep loving you (laughs) i would be out a best friend he could cut ties with raquel yeah he'd leave me we've been friends since we were five and he would leave me (laughs) Uh, I hope everybody else can watch it quiet and alone because this whole show was like that yeah just every moment and it it does feel so good to know that other people could barely stand how sad it made them because I could barely stand it and sad and uh it gave you all the emotions. That's why it was such a good, good show. Just a roller coaster. <laughs> the next comment was interesting. It was more of a funny one, but they only gave it three stars, kind of a lower rating. And they said, the male lead is so hot. I will watch him act in anything. I don't care. The story went on and on. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's a little mean spirited. This is a roller coaster of a comment. <laughs> uh, I appreciate your support for the male lead. Um, but I thought that was interesting that they said the story went on and on because I could see if you were less hooked on it, how it would be draggy. How it'd be a really long show. There were episodes, and I, I couldn't like name them by number because we watched them last year. Uh, we watched them like four months ago. But um, there were a couple episodes I definitely remember thinking, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, and they always had an answer for why, which is, I guess, why I... S- stayed pretty well hooked into it because they they never left a loose end i cannot remember a single end that they did not tie up and make complete but that said there were times it took them so long to complete something that it felt like it was never gonna happen yeah i think they kept you going with like little breadcrumbs of like you remember this? We're tying this little tiny thing up. And then, like, more and more, and they would build on top of each other. And you kind of have to wait for those overarching storylines 
to tie up, but you've got all these little ones in between. And I can see how those little ones, like, in, was it the very first episode that he meets the French boy and he comes back, like, two whole episodes later? Yeah, like, three hours of watching later. Yeah, and, like, that, I feel like that kept you and I going because we were interested. We were hooked on how a show could make us say, like, what are they doing here? And then, like, fairly quickly, in the grand scheme of things, they tied it up. And we wanted to see them do that over and over again. And and they did. And it was constantly successful. But I could see how you could get tired of that. And you could not appreciate those little moments and just want the goblin and the goblin's bride to figure something out and be together. Yeah, like just stop with the crazy settle yourselves mm-hmm. down and and make a real plot and it's like oh the plot is real it's just more than you think it's going to be yeah i do remember there were a couple of times when really what was keeping me going in this show was the grim reaper's little like side stories where he would help people along to their like to their end to their next life their new beginning yeah. And um and I remember kinda living for that for a couple of episodes when I was most frustrated that like Untak was a kid, the Grim Re or the goblin was like an emotionally crippled mess. Mm-hmm. Um there were so many times uh and and so I definitely attached myself to the Grim Reaper early, which was a good <laughs> move because he was the best. Yes. Um and so, yeah, I guess I can see what they they mean by that. At, by the end of this, looking back, I I am a little offended on behalf of the show just because they did such a good job with it. But I do remember being in that person's shoes. Yeah, like it was all worthwhile. But there's probably a reason that we watched it over the course of four months. That wasn't just our laziness. It was a little bit for our sanity. Yeah. It it was occasionally hard to come back to. So they said, overrated drama. The cast did a great job, but the story is terrible. And it made me think, if you wrote down the story of Goblin on paper, like read it as a novel, without all the beautiful cinematography and the beautiful actors and everything visually appealing about the show would you enjoy the story and for me personally i think i would i really would i genuinely think i would as well like from the bottom of my heart i think that they did an excellent job with the story i think it would be hard to get into if you weren't a fan of maybe like i don't know supernatural elements perhaps because maybe it was very um, it was, you have to suspend disbelief to get into it, for sure. I guess I just wonder if this person didn't care for how often you have to do that to get to the themes and the, the, I don't know, the feelings. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe they just don't like fantasy and this is... A fantasy drama, so it's just not for you. I don't know. It didn't 
the response did not click for me because I thought the story was really good. There are other things that you can critique, but the story by itself was really well done. Yeah, I completely agree. I think if I was to critique anything, I guess, nitpicky, it would still not be the story. Perhaps, I don't know, the dialogue occasionally. But even then, so much of the dialogue was so beautiful and you have to wonder what gets lost in translation anyway. Yes! Oh, this is why we need to learn Korean. We need to learn all the nuances. And then we won't ever have to worry about whether or not we're losing something really lovely in translation. Yes, Jason and I were just talking last night about watching Japanese television, and he said he was reading an article on Quora about translating for television, and that there was a, a translator, a Japanese man, who was watching an, a show with his wife with the English subtitles, and he said the woman in the show started speaking in a feminine way that they they can't really translate what that means because she just started choosing words that were more feminine and kind of more flirtatious almost, kind of more girly words. But that's not really a thing in English. Yeah. So he was like, it was just all lost, the nuance of the scene. And I feel like sometimes in Korean dramas, they have that with formal speech and informal speech. Because we have very little concept of that. Like, I can conceptualize it in a way. Like, I can understand, oh, they're using formal speech because of this or informal speech because of this. But in... In America, it's not so much, I don't know, I guess the only comparison would be politeness. Mm-hmm. And what is polite to do, but I don't know. Other than that, it's whenever it translates and says using the formal speech or something, I always am just like, yes, there's something here I'm definitely missing. There has yeah. to be. <laughs> and I think... Like, translators do a great job at keeping you mostly aware of those things, but you don't know truly how they affect the dynamic between two characters. And, yeah, there could be plenty of things like that feminine speech that are also in Korean that they just don't even know where to start, so they just don't even mention it. Oh, man. Yeah. We've got to learn Korean. We've got to learn Korean. We've got to go to Korea and learn all these nuances because you may just not pick up on them and never know what you're missing. Oh, so much. If any of you guys speak Korean, you you should let us know. And um, let us know how you learned Korean. What's your... How did you learn it? Why did you learn it? I want to know more. And do you think it changed your experience with Korean dramas and Korean culture to know the language? Oh, man. That would be so interesting to me. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, let us know. Um, We'll keep going with these comments. 
We'll roll through them. I'll try and go a little faster. Yeah, sorry. I keep holding us up, too. I'm like, I have so many feelings. (laughs) Um... This girl said, loved it so much, watched it four times already. Sometimes I binge it and watch it over a weekend. Other times, I watch it every night. It's just the best. Holy cow, that is commitment. That's not somewhere I could imagine myself being with any K-drama. But, especially Goblin, it's just so long. It's so long, and it's very emotional. I can mm. I cannot continually rewatch emotional things with the exception of the Lord of the Rings extended edition. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I have a really hard time because it's hard for me to feel as much as Goblin made me feel. It is very draining for me. Yeah. And so I I am very impressed with this person's emotional fortitude, that's for sure. Maybe it's like a sort of addiction and it helps her sleep at night to just cry a bunch right before bed. Cry it out, exhaust yourself, and then go to sleep. Sleep real, real good. (laughs) Hooked on it. (laughs) Um, The next one was a comment that I feel like resonates really well. It says, the romance in this didn't do it for me, mostly because the actress just didn't fit. The overall storyline of the goblin's life was really good, and I enjoyed the bromance between the goblin and the Grim Reaper, but the girl really had to go. Oh, ouch. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a roast, but I I kind of agree. I mean, I definitely agree with the comment that the romance didn't do it for me. I don't know if I blame Untak for it necessarily. Or the actress who played her, but... It's so hard because she did such an amazing job, but I think you kind of mentioned, maybe on the show, maybe off the show, that she somehow fit perfectly into a 19-year-old role and a 29-year-old role. So she's got one of those, like, beautiful, ageless faces. But if they had picked someone maybe a little older, or even just someone who looked a little older, maybe that even her playing a 19-year-old wouldn't have been so unsettling. But the fact that she looked like a sweet baby angel (laughs) was, was like, oh... Oh, she really is a baby. Just look at her face. She did feel like such a baby, and it it definitely didn't bring maturity to the role when she was young Untak. Like, that was definitely an aspect that was missing. And so I guess I'm, like, so stuck on commending her for playing her, like, the age she was supposed to be so well that I forget that probably the romance would have been a lot better if she had been a little bit worse at being a child. (laughs) But it's hard because she is an amazing actress. She did a wonderful job. And like like I said, she flawlessly transitioned from a 19-year-old to a 29-year-old, and that's just impressive on its own. Yeah. Yeah, that would... It's... Because as soon as she was an adult, she was so adult to me. Like, she yeah, she did such a good job. I mean, 
I guess part of it was because she was a little bit haggard as an adult. Like, she was a little (laughs) bit tired of her job and her life. And I'm like, oh, girl, mood. It's Monday. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like it, it showed that she's very talented as an actress to be able to portray both so believably. But maybe if she wasn't so believable as a 19-year-old, I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. Hard to say. I would have been rooting for the home team for the main romance instead of just wishing that it could be about the goblin and the Grim Reaper fighting crime. <laughs> um, Stone Cold Ringy. I really like that username, said... It started a little slowly for me, but once I got a few episodes in, I was completely hooked. I don't think any show has made me cry as much as this one has in a very long time. Wonderful casting characters, gorgeous cinematography and music, and really well-written story. Though I still have so many questions. A plus, and we'll probably watch again the next time I need to bawl my eyes out. Word. Word. Um, I love that they brought up the cinematography, but because that was my first favorite thing about the show. Mm-hmm. It was. Like- I feel like I didn't appreciate the music as much until kind of the end. Yeah, when like when almost the theme music in that like oh now they want me to feel sad they're playing the sad song it it was kind of it felt like it was forced down my throat in the beginning. And then mm-hmm. by the end, as soon as that one sad song would start playing, it was very Pavlovian, just the immediacy with which tears would spring to my eyes. <laughs> they nailed it. They, they nailed it. They Pavloved us into feeling all the things that they wanted us to feel with just the soundtrack. Yep. I now have it saved on Spotify. So when I need a good cry, I just <laughs> listen to that soundtrack. Oh. That's... Yeah, I'm not there yet. I can't... It's too much. Too many feelings. To be fair, but it, it does not have the same impact when you're not looking at the Grim Reaper's beautiful angel tears while you're listening to the sad music. <laughs> he does have the most beautiful tears. I can clearly picture them. Oh. That beautiful crier. I wish that I had cried that beautiful once in my life. I turn into a swamp beast when I cry. (laughs) I feel that. Same, same, bro. (laughs) Um, this girl wrote a really long comment, so I'll just kind of skim through it. Okay. But she said, this is the first K-drama that she's ever watched and she she said my life has not been the same I'm hooked on K-dramas beautiful acting Goblin and Grim Reaper have such a great bromance great fashion all their coats are drool worthy and storyline just sucks you in my (laughs) only criticism is that some parts were long winded but I think it's maybe because I wasn't used to Korean culture when I watched it Speaking in riddles and taking the long haul seems to be a thing. I've now noticed it uh, in other dramas. I honestly started off with a jewel. Ooh, that was your first K-drama? Yes! You lucky girl. You lucky girl, but also, 
I'm so sorry. You should have started off with like a good eight star K drama so that you could always be impressed. Yeah. Because uh, I I feel like W was a nice middle ground. That was my first K-drama. I think W is really good. It's really engaging. But it's definitely far from the best, I'd say. Sorry, W makers. You did an incredible job. I'm not trying to roast job. you. Um, <laughs> but Yeah. But yeah, I still have... I, I had room to grow into K-dramas. Whereas now, like, every K-drama that person watches has to live up to Goblin. Like, the production value alone, it's gonna be so hard to meet that. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, even after Oh My Venus, I was kind of worried about watching more K-dramas. And Goblin was just a completely different universe than Oh My Venus, so you didn't have to compare them at all. Like, they're both so high quality, but for such different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But... I, 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 good luck, but also, like, congratulations. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't think you'll ever find a K-drama that quite lives up to everything about Goblin. Not but I loved soon. that she was like, um, I guess riddles are a thing in K-dramas. Because they are. They absolutely are. Why? Oh my gosh. We Where? are... Where? <laughs> 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 yeah, because that is not a thing here in America. <laughs> You're just wasting someone's time if you start talking to them in riddles. Yeah, and... and... Americans are the worst, so they immediately get either confused or angry. (laughs) (laughs) Or bored. We just have short attention spans. Yep. You gotta get to the point. We're just... We're not on top of things enough to handle that. Yes. Even Goblin's proposal, I was a little bit... Like, it was the most beautiful speech, and it had the most beautiful ending where he asked her to marry him, and a good... Two lines in, I was like, okay, where are we going with this? <laughs> like to the chase. This this better have a point. And then it was like, oh, it has a point. And it was a really beautiful <laughs> point. But uh, it was hard when it started. Yeah. Um, the next one is, again, really long. And they really loved it. They said... One line that was interesting, even though there were some predictable things, I forgive it because I was never 100% sure about my predictions. Whoa, that person is us. Do you want to be on our (laughs) podcast? (laughs) We can make wrong predictions together. It can be the three of us and we will just like bungle up predictions all over the place (laughs) And all of our other listeners can just laugh. I hope. I hope it's laughter and not derision. I. Oh. I just want you to come on the podcast and make poor predictions with us. That's why we want listener comments in the future. So that you guys can also make bad predictions. And we can be like, yeah, 
We're in this together. Yeah. This is an us thing. We can confirm your predictions. Solid chance I'll be like, oh my gosh, you're a genius. And then when we're both proven wrong, we can be proven wrong together. (sighs) Um, Another comment actually mentions uh, a little prediction or just a... Just a loose end that I forgot about and didn't really notice. But they said, did Wangyo and Sunny remember their memories because they didn't drink the tea? Oh no, they didn't drink the tea. That they person's amazing. <laughs> you can come on our show too. It'll be the four of us. Oh my god! The three of us will make really bad predictions based on your astute observation skills. Yeah, you'll say something and blow our minds. Holy (laughs) cow. I'm... I have no right to be proud. I cannot come at this from a place of pride, because I... But I'm so proud of that person, because I'm dying right now. I would have never noticed that, and I'm so glad that I found this beautiful commenter because now i just want to know this is gonna haunt me this is gonna keep me up at night it's this reason that we didn't want to have a serious bonus episode because we would have just sat here and been like just contemplated the afterlife and god and remembering your previous life and everything And it would have been so heavy, and we tried to avoid that, and this commenter turned it around (laughs) on us, and now I am- Emily, I don't know how to recover from this. (laughs) I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have done this. I mean, is it better to have known? Yeah, oh for sure. Uh, It's good that we know. But like- There's so many questions now. How much did they know? How much did they remember? I don't know. We'll have to wait for the spinoff series. Which, there has to be one, right? I mean, I know there doesn't have to be because it was complete as is. But listen, all I want is to watch a YouTube series. Oh my gosh, (laughs) Emily, no. Remember when we were like, oh, obviously there can't be another K-drama about this because it's so complete, so we just have to watch them be lovely in a YouTube series. But now we have the way to make the spinoff. They could make a whole mini-series about just that question. (laughs) Oh, I would watch it. I would watch it so much. I would, I would... (laughs) I would watch it every night before I went to bed and binge watch it on the weekends. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch it four times at least. (laughs) Oh, that I thought they cleared it up so much. I think a previous commenter said, I, I was left with a few questions at the end and I was like, what questions? They did everything they could to answer all the questions. There's nothing. But now this girl. Yep. Oh. Oh, what does it mean? In my mind, she is like the Dequa god, and you and I are just (laughs) like the goblin and the Grim Reaper, and we are on the floor right now. (laughs) 
We're double fisting beers right now. <laughs> so we just don't know what to do. That's how we like to drink now because we're so confused and lost. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's. I'll, I'll, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, let's end on that one. Let everybody have a nice little question to sleep on, and if you listen to this sometime in the future, comment and be like, I have an answer for you, or I'm freaking out. You guys haven't watched Goblin in five years, but you just dropped this bomb on me. Yeah, I, well, we can talk about this. We can talk about this tomorrow, or we can talk about this in five years. We'll but- still be affected by this question in five years. Yeah, I mean, I'm done. This is my life now. I'm <laughs> I'm done. Um and also uh it would be really cool if like people listened to this. It's something I kind of it's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous. Something I kind of want to make part of the bonus episodes legitimately is um having a a Twitter poll, and then on the bonus episode, revealing who gets the Bus Stop Girl Award. <gasps> oh, I like that a lot. But we would have to have more than myself and my roommate following the Play on K Twitter before oh, we could I have that Oh, I made a Twitter poll. last night, so now I also follow us. Awesome! That's a, three that's followers. That's a solid three followers. <laughs> we also got a bot following us. Oh, good. Do you think the bot would take part in our poll? <laughs> Yes. I hope so. We'd need him. We need all we'd of the help we can get. That bot, that good good bot. Um So that sounds fun. So and if, if you ever listen to our show, check it out. Yeah, and let us know um if you have listened to all of the goblin episodes and you want to do a vote on who gets the bus stop girl award, Happy gets the happy award. We've named it. Drum roll. It was happy. <laughs> um, the whole time. It was happy the whole time. But yeah, it would be really fun to do that bus stop girl award. So if enough people are like, hey, let's bring it back. Let's let's do a quick poll um, on who gets this award. Then we will totally hold the poll for Goblin because there were a lot of nominees. Yeah. Um, we will honestly rewatch Goblin re-listen to all our episodes and find compile all the nominees just for a Twitter poll. Yeah, because that would be a lot of fun and I want to know who you guys think was the bus stop girl of this series. If you don't know what bus stop girl is, you have to go back and listen to W and I'm sorry because those episodes are rough for us. We <laughs> had never podcasted before. I'd still say we're in the rough zone. But that said, uh, you'll have to go back to understand what a bus stop girl is. You have to start at the beginning. Yep. We're going to just pile on the inside jokes. So you have to listen to these episodes in order and yeah. watch every single show that we watch. You can't <laughs> skip around. You can't skip around. You have to, you have to stay with us. Stay with us. Let's um, get serious. And so yeah, we'll do we'll do a vote, and then hopefully by the next the end of the next K drama, we can uh, do the bus stop girl vote before the bonus episode, and yes. we can reveal it when we do our bonus episode. Bow, bow, bow. Ooh, ooh. Next time on 
Play on K. Um, speaking of next time on Play on K, uh, do you want to let them know? Because I actually don't really even know. Do you want to let them know what we're doing? I, I have a suspicion what we're doing next. I don't know. Oh, I don't no. know. <laughs> we have talked about it. We've talked about it and we're thinking perhaps while you were sleeping. But we've been working on um, Oh My Ghostess as well mm-hmm. um but we were working on it with a friend of ours and it would be really cool to pick that back up and have her be part of those episodes um, so we'll we'll see if she will yeah. i hope so because if we can do that together that would be a lot of fun but if not i think while you are sleeping is a good choice for our i just want to watch it so bad yeah i've been holding off on it so we could do it for the podcast but uh, been been listening to some of that Henry Lau music, and it's been hard to stay away. Oh, if you don't listen to Henry Lau, just what are you doing with your life? You gotta my hop dream, on that. my new dream is to get him to make the outro song for Play on K. Yeah. So listen, we love our uh, our song our intro. We do. Yeah. And so, but we need something to sing a goodbye to. <laughs> and uh, if Henry Lau makes us a song, we will not sing to it. We promise you, ever, Henry. If you're listening, we won't sing over your song ever. like bad radio DJs. And it, it doesn't have to be long. Like we'd take a solid fifteen seconds. We'd take a freaking doo 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 on the piano. Yeah. That's all we really need. You could send us someone else's doo-doo-doo-doot on the piano, <laughs> and we'd probably just feel blessed that you sent us anything. <laughs> so hit us up. So hit us up, Henry Lau, who... Not desperate at all. I'm so honored. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so we'll, we will tweet out what we're going to start watching, and we will be back next week with our first episode of a new K-drama. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be so good. Um, in the meantime, though, uh, we'll do our little, our little last little our bit. Plugs. Yeah, we'll do our books. Uh, the first thing is that you can tweet at us. Uh, if we haven't talked about Twitter enough in this episode yet, we're just <laughs> at play on K. We're on iTunes at PlayOnK. And we have an email, which is PlayOnKPodcast at gmail.com. And our website is PlayOnK.com, where you can find all our past episodes, any listener comments, all our archives, anything you want. And, yeah, you can comment there, so, like, drop us a, a comment there, anywhere, really anywhere. We'll take any form any of... Any com- of those places. We'll take any form of affection at this point. <laughs> and we would like to pour out our affection for our great, great theme song creator, James Hevel! James Hevel! We love our theme song, uh, and he is such a talent, and if you ever hear about him, if you ever know of him, know it here first and find him. <laughs> that was a well-put thought. Um, no, he's Poetry. amazing, and we love him so much. So hit him up. But don't harass him. But don't harass him. Just be cool. Just be cool. All right. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Pop.